You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. This is our Friday show. We've had a busy week from Jim Christian being fired to really diving in and talking about some of the candidates for that open Boston College basketball position. On today's show, we're going to continue talking about candidates. Yesterday, we we revealed the first two names, and that was uh, John Beeline and Ed Cooley. If you have not listened to my thoughts on both of them as candidates, Head back to Thursday's episode and give that a listen. Now, today, we have two new candidates to talk about. I have some news to get into, and then we have Dan Rubin on for a very interesting jump into a rather interesting and engaging talk on BC baseball. Something you're not going to want to miss. Because as I've said, BC Baseball is a team on the rise on Boston College's campus. And it, and with the new increases in facilities and uh, the, the way the school is approaching this program, it could be a fun program and a good season for the school. So check that out. You're going to want to check that out in um, our third segment tonight. Now let's jump in quickly with news because there's so much we have to get to and I don't have a whole lot of time to do it. The big news today was that Winston Tabbs, the shooting guard for Boston College, entered the transfer portal. After playing for 12 games this year, uh, scoring 13 points a game, Tabbs entered the portal after being suspended for the last remainder of the season. Now, this doesn't seem like a huge surprise. If you listen to this podcast, I saw a few people tweeted at me, hey, you already called this. This wasn't a big surprise to me. You could just tell with Tabbs' body language all year. This wasn't a good year for him. I don't know what you know. I don't know what was going on behind the scenes. It just seemed like he wasn't happy. He just seemed just just kind of pouty on the on the court. And there were some times he just didn't seem like himself. And you know, a lot of this with Winston Tabs had to do with coming back from a very very severe knee injury, one that I thought he may never play again. So it was it was a miracle in itself that he got to play this year, but. It's time for him to move on, and I'm not sure why. There's no reason to say, you know, maybe the suspension had to do with it, but he's going to end off going someplace else. And so the big question is, is this a big thing, like a big loss for Boston College? You look at his stats and you'd say, oh, yeah, he's a 14-point scorer game, and, he, you know, that's a big deal for BC to lose a player like this. They're going to bottom out. I don't think so. Tabs is a good player. Obviously, he's talented. The knee injury takes that down a little bit and you know when you have a new coach you want to get your guys in there and if Tabs is not all in it's probably best that he goes someplace else find a new home and, and then go from there so I don't think it's as big as 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 some people might think and I don't think this is the like first domino to fall with a whole bunch of players entering the transfer portal I think Tabs was a situation on its own you know he had that issue at the end of the year he didn't seem happy on the court. I think a new coach will have to to sell the his his vision to these recruit these players and get them to stay on. But I don't think they're going to immediately like tomorrow we're going to see CJ Felder enter enter the portal. I think they're going to have a chance to talk to the coach and 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 go from there. So 
you know, Winston Tabs, it's it's sad to see him leave because he's obviously very talented, but I don't think it's the end of the world for Boston College. Now, let's jump into talk about our first basketball candidate of the day, and that is St. Bonaventure head coach Mark Schmidt. Now, Schmidt was a Boston College basketball player in the 80s. He has taken St. Bonaventure, a team, and I talked about this in the other uh, on one of the other podcasts, he took a team at St. Bonaventure that had been the basement of the A-10 for years. Like, really, really bad team. And has made them ultra-competitive. They're always in the mix in the A-10. They're a hard out no matter who they play. And the reason he's been able to do that is his player development. He's excellent as a player development for St. Bonaventure. Now, he's brought that team since 2007 to two NCAA tournaments. And should be commended for that. However... You know, I've talked about what BC needs, and part of it is a splash hire. Of all the coaches that we talk about, you have two camps of coaches, right? You have the the established coaches. So that would be like the Bobby Hurleys, the Jim uh, John Beelines, the Kevin Willards, and Mark Schmidt. And then you have the younger coaches and, and maybe, you know, some unproven play coaches as well. So coaches that maybe at smaller schools, those go on the other end. In the middle are some safe coaches, and I'm going to put Mark Schmidt as a safe coach. Is he going to light the world on fire at Boston College? No. Is he going to get the fans back in? Not until he starts winning. Is he a coach that's going to bomb at Boston College? I don't think so. But he's probably not going to do a whole lot either. He's not going to... I don't see him as a coach that could really bring BC to a higher level. He might get them back into contention at 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 the ACC level. But I just, you know, if if the goal is that BC wants to win, and that's what I keep hearing what Pat Kraft wants, Kraft, uh, Schmidt may do that, and it definitely wouldn't be a disappointing hire. I, I don't want anyone to think that I would think Mark Schmidt would be a disappointing hire. I, I would be very happy if he was the head coach. I just think that there maybe are some better fits than him. And if BC decided to go with Mark Schmidt, they would be going with a coach that could develop the program. That's what they're going to go for. That would be their vision for that. And again, if Pat Kraft wants to win soon, that's going to take some time. So I'm not sure if that fits what his vision might be. Um, Mark Schmidt, would he come to Boston College? I, You know, th- there's been some concerns of certain coaches not leaving their schools. Schmidt would, I, I would think, St. Bonaventure is not a school that could go toe-to-toe financially with Boston College. And, and it would be a jump up in terms of his career. You know, he's not, the, I, he's not an overly old coach. He is only um, 58 years old. He's from the area. He knows Boston, obviously. He's got experience. So, again, I, one of the things that we have been using for rating coaches is this 1 to 10 scale. And he is definitely more than a five. He, I would put Mark Schmidt at like a, you know, so I put Beeline at like a six. I'm going to put Mark Schmidt as a higher a higher probability. Now, Eric Hofsis, who we had on earlier this week, that was his pick for who the Boston College head coach is. So it, he's going to be a name to watch. Definitely keep an eye on. I'm sure I wouldn't be surprised if he's a coach that comes in for an interview and um, whether Craft he he fits the the vision of Crafts will will remain to see, but I I don't hate him as an option. I think he he would be a good fit. He's not you know a sexy pick, but he's a 
he would do what you need him to do. And I think that would be big too. So Mark Schmidt is someone to keep an eye on uh, with Boston College. Now, in a moment, I'm going to talk about someone who might be more of a risk, and that is Howard Isley. But before we do, I want to chat with you about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest, easiest, and best way to bet on all your sports action. Football is over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are all in full swing, and Major League Baseball is right around the corner. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality television. Head on over. They have updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And BetOnline has you covered for all the new scores and odds. Head over and make sure you sign up for your free account today. And when you enter the code locked in when you make your first deposit, you're going to make a 50% welcome bonus right away. So that means if you put in $200, they're going to give you $100 right off the bat. Can't beat that. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Now, I am, I love working for the Locked On Network. We have some great podcasts on this group of shows. One of the best ones that you need to check out is Locked On Today. We're covering everything you need to know about the Boston College Eagles on our show. But what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has got you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. I am the editor and publisher of BC Bulletin. If you have not done so already and you're following along on Apple Podcasts, head on over to Apple Podcasts. And if you really like us, give us a five-star rating and a little quick review. It helps other Boston College fans find us. It puts, you know, it plays around with their their algorithms a little bit. It puts us near the top. And if you like us, I, it would mean a lot for, for you to do that. So head on over to Apple if you do that and, and help us out. And if you're on any other podcasts, make sure you like us on there as well. Um, I appreciate all of you. And I get so, many gr- so much great feedback from you about certain things that we do on the show. And I'm excited to continue to build upon that on the Locked On Boston College podcast. We're, we're coming up on 100 episodes next month. That is crazy. I can't believe I've already done 100 episodes. Um, but I, I enjoy doing this every day. It's kind of like my release. Now, all of the coaching candidates that I've ta- I've discussed have been coaches that have experience. You had Ed Cooley, John Beeline, and Mark Schmidt. Those are the first three that we have brought up on the show and and kind of dived into why they are a good fit or not a good fit for Boston College. But today's second coach that we're going to speak about is Howard Isley. And he is a completely different uh, animal in terms of the, uh, the coaching world. Now, Howard Isley, if you all remember, he was a, a, the guard on many of those great Boston College teams around the time of Malcolm Huckabee and Bill, uh, Bill Curley. And he went on to have a great career with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. Since playing in the NBA, he has a NBA career as well as an assistant head coach where he was with the Knicks, Wizards, and Clippers before heading to college basketball where he joined up with Jawan Howard at Michigan. Now, Isley has been at Michigan since 2019 and has been a coach on two really good programs, uh, two good teams in the last couple of years. Michigan could, you know, if there's any team that could beat Gonzaga this year, Michigan's right up there as a team that could be a challenge for them. They're definitely a Final Four favorite at this point. Isley's played a big role 
and he's done a nice job as a recruiter as well. But here's where things kind of get a little murky. Now, Boston College needs a coach with some coaching experience as a head coach. Basketball is in a very different spot than football. As football, you know, was a six and six program under Steve Adazio, they were able to take a chance on Jeff Halfley, who was not a head coach, and and hope that he could take them to that next level. Basketball, that's a very big risk at this point because basketball is kind of the floor of, of the ACC. They, they need a, a bigger boost in that. And I'm not sure if Isley can do that. We have, we have no clue what Isley can do as a head coach. We don't know what he would be like as a motivator as a, at, the, at the head of a program. That's a big question mark. Boston College needs to hit on this coaching search. They can't afford to mess up again. And so Isley is a big unknown. We don't know if he would, will be able to do that. Now, he hits on a lot of things that you want. He's a good recruiter. He knows Boston College well. And by all means, he could be the next big assistant to become a very successful head coach. But we don't know that. There's been many assistants that have failed. Can Boston College afford to do that? And with the vision that Pat Kraft has to build a winning program, would he be willing to take that chance? Now, Pat Kraft needs a head coach in here to, to cement his legacy in an ACC program. He needs a winner. And we don't know if Isley can do that. Now, I admit, and people have called me out on it, my first choice, and I said this before Jim Christian was even fired, my first choice as a head coach was Howard Isley. And I talk, I mean, I probably said that up until like last Friday. Now that Christian's gone, I find it too risky. I want to see a coach here like John Beeline, like Kevin Willard, like Mark Schmidt, that is more experienced, that's more solidified, that is more of a, a, a known commodity. Because then you can build this program up and then take chances again with someone who hasn't had, become a head coach. The next Jeff Halfley but in basketball. And I think that's what Howard Isley is. So I, in terms of my scale of one to 10, at this point, I'm going to put Howard Isley at like a three. I don't see him matching up with Boston College at this point in his career. It's just too much of a risk for the Eagles. And I just, I, you know, maybe he comes in as an assistant. I don't know why he would leave Juwan Howard, but I just don't see it. And now, now that you know my thoughts on this, you'll know what I... You're going to probably get a, a better feel of how I'm going to talk about Jared Dudley next week. So um, that's my thoughts on Howard Isley. Now, in a moment, we're going to chat with Dan Rubin, who's been on the show multiple times now. I love having Dan on. He always has a great uh, perspective that's different than mine. And he's going to talk about baseball, who open up against... Charleston Southern this weekend and I am so pumped to see how this team does and he's going to give us an expert opinion about what to expect but let's chat first about Bilt Bar oh my gosh Bilt Bar I have a brand new box in my garage that I, I go to to have my snack in the afternoon and it's one of my highlights of my day in terms of food because Bilt Bar is a covered chocolate bar that's a protein bar and they have everything that you want right now they have a flash sale for the coconut puff bar i haven't had one but they sound amazing it's luscious chocolate with soft marshmallow made with premium collagen protein blend it's 16 grams of protein 130 calories and only six grams of sugar and you're getting a coconut puff bar it sounds amazing we gotta try that out 
Now you head over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. They're going to give you 20% off your regular order. And you may get a special deal on the Coconut Puff Bar, but that's a limited time order. So check that out. Head over to BuiltBar.com. Make sure you use promo code LOCKEDON to save 20% off your order. Now, I talked about Locked On today earlier, but let's chat about Locked On Bets. Betting on any sport doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get your daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. In this show, they do it in a fast-moving way. I love listening to them because I love to hear Lee Sterling's uh, take on almost anything. He just has It's just a very engaging podcast. It's about 12 minutes long. Definitely check it out. Subscribe to Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. We're going to switch topics here and get away from basketball for a little while. And we're going to talk BC baseball. And I've been really excited about the start of the season. And when I thought about, you know, how is the best way we can preview this team and give you the best information. There was one name that came to mind, and that's Dan Rubin of bceagles.com. You've heard him here a bunch of times, but Dan, I think, is one of the, the, the biggest experts on BC baseball. Dan, how's it going? Oh, it's baseball season. It's baseball season. You will never hear me say that I'm in a bad mood when, uh, when, I'm, when I'm hearing the pings coming out of, uh, out of the Harrington Athletics Village. Oh, it's, it's exciting. And, and, you know, I've been talking on this podcast. I've been saying that this is the perfect year for people to jump on board with this baseball team, because, you know, this is the first year, you know, the second year they're going to have that stadium, but the first year, like a real full season where they get, they can use it. They have the Frady Frady center and they have three all Americans on this team, Cody Mor- Morissette, Sal Freelich and uh, Mason Pelio. And I'm hopefully going to get those names right. Um, you know, three really exciting players and then a, a team to really rally around. And, you know, with local Boston call a Boston baseball, really, you know, the Red Sox not looking too good this year. It might be a chance to really get in on the ground floor on a program that seems to be on the rise. Dan, tell me about this team. So, all right. So the, the, to fully understand and fully grasp just what we're looking at with, with BC baseball, it's kind of the perfect storm. And, and I am so excited because this team I thought was going to be very good last year and and was getting better when the, the season was canceled due to COVID. They were starting to hit their stride. I think they could be better this year because all those guys came back almost. I think the only player they lost off of last year's roster was Joe Swozy, um, who, who went to uh, who signed an undrafted free agency contract with the Mets. Um, but this team is has it all like this team has. Uh, top flight Friday night starter in Mason Pelio. Uh, they have a, a, a lineup that could murder opposing pitching in any number of ways, um, which is which is something to touch upon, which is they're not just small ball, bunt, sacrifice, first to third. They're still going to do that, but they have guys that you can look at and say, you, go out there and hit me a dinger, and the number six hitter in the lineup can go out and hit you a three-run homer if you need it. Um, you got bullpen. You have depth in the arms. This might be the best pitching staff I think I've seen on raw talent, and I'm including the 2016 rotation in there that had Justin Dunn, Mike King, and, and Jacob Stevens, who's back as a student assistant. So this could be, if everything comes together with the personnel that they have and the type of game that they have, possibly the deepest, most talented baseball team Boston College has ever had at a time when college baseball is is probably at its apex, and, and it's going to make for an incredibly fun season, especially especially down in Brighton. Yeah, now, 
you mentioned something and I wanted to bring that up. Now, it, for anyone following any teams, I mean, football kind of caught the attention of people with, you know, Travis Levy and all these other guys coming back for an extra year. But baseball is going to see a bumper crop of some really talented players coming back this year. Talk about how this year could be like an excellent year in the ACC, Dan, and, and what you're expecting from what could be the baseball conference in America. Yeah, I mean, this this year, I, I'm already calling it the, the, the best year in college baseball history. And I think based on pure talent, you're going to see that it absolutely is. Um, for To fully understand what that means, though, we have to go back to last year. When you go back to, to 2020, the way that it ended. COVID wipes out the end of the season in March. And to an extent, that that cost a lot of guys a year of eligibility, except that the NCAA – Vo- uh, basically voided the year, erased the year, gave the guys a free year of eligibility. So anybody who wanted to come back could come back and play college baseball another year. So junior draft eligible guys could come back. Seniors could come back uh, and play a graduate year or play a fifth year and not have lost their fourth year of eligibility. Now, normally in baseball, that wouldn't have as much of an impact because in order to be in the major league baseball draft, you only have to be out of high school for three years. In that, and what that means is that those juniors were going to be draft eligible. But Major League Baseball, in an attempt to actually get its season on, wound up canceling its minor league season in order to expand its rosters to 60 men. And once it hit the 60-man roster, they, they lopped off almost 1,000 picks, over 1,000 picks in their MLB draft. They took a 40-round draft and cut it to five. So all those guys who were going to be picked in the 10th round, the 15th round, the 17th round, guys who normally would have received a bonus and probably gotten drafted and, and signed and gone to start their pro careers, they didn't sign. They weren't even drafted. So you think about Boston College alone, guys like Jack Cunningham, guys like Brian Dempsey, those were guys who were probably going to be drafted after last year as their senior year. They gained another year of eligibility and weren't picked at all because of the draft. They all come back. And then on the back end, because you were only playing with a five-round draft, high school guys who maybe would have had signability issues or would have would have commanded a little bit more higher, excuse me, higher risk, those guys weren't drafted at all. And those guys now come to college. So you're having this really cool cross-section in baseball of guys who who are probably ready to go to pro ball and guys who are now going to be in the ACC are going to be in college for three years because they weren't drafted out of high school. When you think of all of that talent, plus the NCAA got rid of its 35 player roster maximum. You're, you're winding up with these all-star teams week in and week out going at each other. And when you're in the ACC in specific with 14 teams, that is, this is going to look like almost minor league baseball, major league baseball caliber talent going at it nine innings every single week. And that's for me is probably the greatest season that could possibly happen. I cannot wait for that. Yeah, I, I can't either. And I'm, I've been dying to watch some good baseball and I, and I look at what BC has and I, and again, I, I have admitted on the podcast multiple times, I don't know BC baseball all that well. And the stuff that I know is from years ago, my cousin played, my wife's cousin played with Mike Gambino. Uh, he was a right, a left-handed pitcher on the uh, reliever for that team. And that, that was basically it. And then once he left, I kind of lost track of that team. But you look at what they have now, you see three players and they're talking already that the, the trio could be first round draft picks. 
I don't know, Dan, pick one. Who do you want to talk about? Mason Pelio, Cody Morissette, or Sal Freelich? Who? Oh, well, we could start with Sal. I mean, he's the he's the highest seeded guy. He's inside the top 25 on the MLB.com top 100. All three of these guys are on the top 100, which uh, I think is second only to Louisville for top end talent from the ACC. So you're talking the 100 best draft prospects uh, for next year's MLB draft, and three of them are from Boston College. Sal didn't. Sal had a little bit of a down year last year. Admittedly, his his, his numbers were off. He was starting to pick up steam uh, as the year was as the year was starting to pick up, and then gets canceled it's it's it happens and and his numbers get frozen in time he's going to be he he could be one of those four to five tool guys that's that's a high first round pick that doesn't even go in the compensation picks i mean he he has every tool for everybody to to look for and he might not even be the best natural hitter on the team that could be cody morissette who was two percentage points off winning the batting title last year in the acc he wound up finishing second hit 400 last year um, and, and you're looking at a guy that is that, I mean, these are two guys in your lineup that are, that are top end guys and both of them could be first rounders. So Mason Pelia, let's talk about him. Cause I, I love watching good pitching. You know, I grew up in, in Boston, you know, Pedro Martinez was my guy and I, I still get chills watching, you know, the film of some of the stuff that he did get, get me that all-star game at, at Fenway park and watching him. Yeah. One of the coolest things I've ever seen on, uh, for a pitcher. Um, Mason Pelio though, why is he such an exciting pitcher and what is, is he a stuff guy? Is he, is he a flamethrower? A little of both? What do we got Dan there? Yes. Yes. To all of the above. Yeah. Um, so Mason, Mason was, was ridiculously consistent last year. And I know that that is, uh, the, the only game when he really had it, that kind of skewed his numbers was the Arizona state game, but his positives in that game were just offset by inconsistency. Um, but he, and, and a bunch of unearned runs, but he was really, really good last year. He, he has electric stuff. He has great movement on his pitches. He, he can really top out in, in the high 90s in terms of velocity. He, he's got nasty break. He can switch it up to an off speed. Um, and he's a guy that, that is built to last for the long haul of a season. Uh, Mike Gambino told me he's fanatical about his workouts, his diet, his stretching, his arm care, the, the different things about his development and about that make pitchers kind of top end plus plus guys. Um, and, and you saw that last year in the, in the game against uh, Fairfield down the stretch when, uh, when he dominated in, in, in the dominant game, rather, against North Carolina A&T when he crushed the Aggies but lost in a 2-1 decision. So he's got that Friday night starter. He's got the swagger to it. Uh, you know, I, I know the numbers people might look at it. Well, he had an ERA of four over last year. But he's, he's the type of guy who, if he gets rolling week in and week out, there's a reason he's ACC preseason pitcher of the year. And there's a reason why he could be a first round pick as well. It's, it's to, I'm so excited about this team. You know, you get hockey and obviously you get excited about them. I obviously with basketball kind of got that feeling. It was going to go the way it did, but I didn't expect to go that poorly. Dan, what are some, given that you, you know, you talked about the ACC being so ta- I mean, everyone being so stacked this year, even Boston college, what are some reasonable expectations? I saw D1 baseball had BC as like a three seed in the tournament. Is making it to, to, that, to the postseason tournament a, a realistic goal for this team? Or do you think, you know, we should just, just enjoy it the way it is? 
Yes. No, it, it absolutely is. I think the tournament's a realistic out expectation. I know that's the expectation that they have. And, and Mike Gambino says it every year. Every year they expect to go to Omaha. And that's – or they want to be a team that expects to go to Omaha. And and this is the team you have to put together in case you want to do something like that. And and, and that's not bombastic. That's that's not actually unrealistic. And, and nor is it something where if they don't make it that they're – that they, they had a disappointing season. I think when you look at the numbers and you look at the analytics of this team, they are built for the long haul. The fact that a three seed in the ACC just means that, that they had necessarily an at-large bid. The ACC is predicted right now. I think I saw on NCAA.com or, or D1 Baseball or Baseball America had 10 ACC teams in the, the national tournament. Um, you could finish eighth, ninth in the league and get a three seed, get a two seed. If you finish anywhere remotely close to Louisville up at, up at the number one, you're getting a national seed and you're hosting a regional, uh, potentially hosting a, a super regional if you make it that far. So I think when you look at this team and you look at the things they can do, it is not unreasonable to look at them and see tournament team. What they have to do to get there is be as competitive as possible in the ACC and whatever non-league games they get, they have to win. That was a major, de- that was a major deficiency of the team at times two years ago in 2019. They were a bubble team 2019. I feel like they belonged in over Texas Christian. TCU got really that last bid in, given that Central Connecticut was in. And they had a UConn got in and a couple of other teams that I feel cost BC points. Uh, they, they, didn't, they couldn't send too many New England teams to the same regional um, back in 2019. So when you look at the 2019 season, there were a couple of losses that jumped off the page. Northeastern, Hartford. Uh, you know, they, those were some tough losses. I think they might have lost to either UConn or Bryant in there as well, who were very good baseball schools. And those hurt. It, it wound up going to the consolation game at the Beanpot. You you aren't going to have as many of those games this year. But if you handle business, if, you, if you're able to beat Holy Cross, I don't know what's going to happen with the Beanpot, but if you beat Connecticut, especially down there, you beat Northeastern in the two games, you beat Rhode Island, um, you know, those are those are wins that, when they evaluate the selection committee and they look to the RPI and they look to the teams from New England, they want to see the number one team in New England be a team like Boston College, finishing seventh, eighth in the conference, sixth in the conference. You get a three seed, you get in, you have a chance to go to Omaha. Yeah, and I think you you, you mentioned the out-of-conference games. It starts this weekend, Friday night. Uh, Friday, I don't, actually, I don't know the timing. Charleston Southern, that's the games this weekend. Boston College is going to have to start off hot. And unfortunately for fans, the games are not televised. So you have to check it out on Twitter to see if they put up any highlights and, and get the game by play by play. I'm sure that BC Birdball on Twitter will give Dan, any last thoughts before you go? No, I mean, it's baseball season. I'm excited. I'm excited for this team. I'm excited for a lot of them. And, uh, you know, I know we saw we saw on social media, I know Coach Gambino's got a, got a family thing that's been going on, and he's not going to be with the team this weekend. So I know I can speak for everybody when I when I wish him the best and the family the best uh, because, uh, you know, this team, if they needed any other added motivation, playing for their coach and playing for their coach's family is going uh, to be a very big deal when they head down there and play the Buccaneers. Do you know who's going to be the head coach this weekend? Or I do not as of right now. I, uh, I honestly don't. Um, but I, 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 I want to say it'll default to, uh, to obviously to one of the assistants down there and they'll probably coach by committee. Awesome. Well, Dan, thank you for, ha- uh, for coming on. You can follow Dan Rubin at bceagles.com. Uh, he's one of the writers there. He always has great uh, content that you definitely want to check out. Dan, we'll see you again. I'm sure soon. <laughs> oh Yeah.
This is AJ Black. You can follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. My site is bcbulletin.com. Check me out there. Next week, we'll be in to talk more basketball uh, search news and anything new with recruiting and all that good stuff. So definitely check us out there. Again, have a great weekend, everyone. For all our folks down south, especially in Texas, please be safe. Hopefully get your power back if you haven't already. Um, I'm thinking about you all. Uh, Take care, everyone. See you soon.